Order, order. Mr Speaker, in relation to your decision yesterday to decline an urgent debate under Standing Order 389, in relation to your recent announcement of a new parliamentary building, can you confirm for members that you have received formal Cabinet approval to fund it? That earned the New Zealand First Party's Dennis O'Rourke an old-fashioned brush-off from the Speaker, David Carter. That's not a matter for the House, uh, for the order of the House at all. If the member wants to come and see me later on that matter, I'm happy to discuss it. I ruled on the urgent debate yesterday and that matter is now closed. Not as far as the New Zealand First Party's deputy leader was concerned. Point of order, I, I just seek for our edification how appropriations are not a matter for business well, for the House. The member now is trifling with the chair and with the House. I invite the member, if he needs a lesson on how the financial procedures of this parliament work, to come and see me immediately after... Order! Mr Ronmark will leave the House immediately. Whatever he said, Ronmark had to take an early bath at the end of question time, followed by the Wednesday general debate in which the parliamentary palace was raised again by his caucus colleague, Tracy Martin. Kia ora, Mr Speaker. Thank you Kia very ora, much. Mr Speaker. Mr Speaker, if we ever needed a real-life example that the National Party is confused and out of touch, then the announcement of the parliamentary palace part two is it. If we ever needed a real-life example that you can't believe everything that falls out of the mouth of John Key, then yesterday's question time and his answers to, the, to Ron Mark are the example that should be held up. Tracy Martin of the New Zealand First Party, which stood alone earlier in the day when, as Anaya Ahu now reports, three treaty settlement bills were sent off for the Governor-General's signature. The three bills up for their third reading were the Ngaruahine Claims Settlement Bill, Antiatiawa Claims Settlement Bill and the Taranaki Iwi Claims Settlement Bill. All were in the name of Treaty Settlements Minister Christopher Finlayson who led off the third reading debate on the Ngaruahine Bill. Over the next few hours, we will see Ngaruahine join their whanonga Te Atiawa and Taranaki Iwi in celebrating the third readings of their settlement bills, bills that seek to address some of the gravest moments in our country's history and which will hopefully path a way for a positive future for the iwi of Taranaki. To the many people of Ngāruahine here in the gallery, uh, I and other members of Parliament have eagerly awaited this important moment and we feel privileged to be here. You and your tipuna have fought for over 170 years to reach this point, so once again I extend my warmest greetings to you all. Treaty Negotiations Minister Christopher Finlayson launching the third reading debate on the Ngāruahine Claims Settlement Bill, which passed by 108 votes of all parties except New Zealand First, which also voted against Te Atiawa Claims Settlement Bill and the Taranaki Iwi Claims Settlement Bill. The final result announced by Deputy Speaker Chester Burrows. Members, the ayes are 108 and the noes are 12. The motion is agreed to. Taranaki Iwi Claims Settlement Bill, third reading. That report from Manea Ahu. 
Later in the chamber, it was the turn of backbenchers to make progress on their bills. For Nationals' Chris Bishop, a special moment as he led off the debate on the third and final reading of his Compensation for Live Organ Donors Bill. There are two main purposes to this bill. The first is to more fairly compensate altruistic New Zealanders who, through the goodness of their hearts, choose to donate an organ to a friend, a loved one, or even a stranger. It needs to be said clearly for the House, sir. Live organ donors are national heroes. The current compensation regime amounts to the equivalent of a sickness benefit, and it inadequately recognises and supports the hardship that these individuals face when they make the choice to give up an organ in order to save a life. The second purpose of the bill, sir, is to reduce the financial barriers to becoming a live organ donor. We know that one significant barrier to people becoming a live organ donor is the financial hardship that donors suffer through lost wages and other associated costs of recovery. National List MP Chris Bishop, whose compensation for live organ donors bill attracted cross-party support for its third and final reading. I'm Tom Fruin and this programme was made with funding from Parliament.